0: time to wake up. It's Saturday morning. Find some milk and cereal. Grab a bowl and spoon. No, a bigger spoon. Head to the living room and take a seat on the floor while Joseph and Chris present to you, Saturday Morning Cartoon!
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom. This is a show where we wake up with the Saturday morning sun, plop down the living room floor with a big bowl of sugary cereal, and watch all your favorite cartoons, both old and new. I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. <laughs> Nobody saw this, but Chris just raised his finger in the air in a very exclamatory <laughs> fashion.
0: I'm really tired, so I'm, like, trying really hard to, like, accentuate things to, like, wake me up. Yeah. I'm Chris! <laughs> your excitement is palpable.
1: We might get some of that during the episode. I'll try to wake him up. (laughs) But this morning, we watched Gravedale High, also known as Rick
0: Moranis in Gravedale High. Suggested by Kim J via email. So thanks for emailing us, Kim. She said she really likes the show, and she um, had said that she she remembered this from when she was younger. I, I think that's what she said, or maybe she just stumbled across it, and she was like, it was this super obscure like show that only lasted a season. And it's kind of hard to believe that it exists just like from the name alone. So, uh, yeah, she thought it would be perfect for us to do on our show. So thank you so much for sending this to us.
1: Yes, thank you, Kim. And also just to add to that, Adrian, our friend Adrian, he was actually like, even before we've released this or recorded it, he's like, I'm excited to hear this show. Like apparently, surprisingly, this is like apparently a pretty popular show that I, I never even heard of personally.
0: I I don't think I ever did either. Like, I'll I'll get into that part. Yeah. First off, I guess, who are some of the actors who were in this show? Um, So this is kind of surprising because there is like quite a few actors that are not typical cartoon actors. You'll see what I mean. But first of all, um, the character of uh, the teacher, uh, Max Schneider, was voiced by Rick Moranis. Mm -hmm. You know, hence the Rick Moranis and Gravedale. Hi. Um, if you don't know who Rick Moranis is, like, I don't know why you're listening to this show, but <laughs> that's kind of mean, but, um, he's been <laughs> in Ghostbusters, Spaceballs, Strange Brew, you know, honey, he's I the funny the guy with the, honey, I shrunk the kids. He's the funny guy with like the glasses and stuff. Like you'd know him if you saw him. Mm-hmm. Um, the character of Blanche was voiced by Sherry Belafonte, um, who has done voice work for Sonic the Hedgehog. Hey Arnold. And she's appeared in General Hospital, um, in this last year. The character Reggie Moonshroud was voiced by Barry Gordon, who has done um, voice acting for Archie, Pac-Man, Jetsons, Smurfs, Snorks, everything. Um, Also, he was Donatello and Bebop in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Gil Waterman was voiced by, okay, this is a weird one, but it's cool, Jackie Earl Haley. So you would know him as being Rorschach in Watchmen and Freddy Krueger in the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. Mm-hmm. Isn't that such a weird, like, like the, the voice that he does yeah. is very like, whoa, dude, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I cannot
1: hear that coming from that man. He's a surfer, dude, <laughs> and I would not have guessed
0: that at all had I not read it. No, not at all. character of Cleopatra was voiced by Ricky <laughs> Lake, who is known mostly for her own talk show, The Ricky Lake Show, which my mom used to watch religiously when I was a kid. Unfortunately for me. But I kind of <laughs> had a little bit of a crush on Ricky Lake for a while while I was little. I think just because I saw her every day on right. TV. Um, Sid was voiced by Maurice LaMarche, which I swear is on every episode we do now. He's in everything. Just look him up on IMDb. Dozer was voiced by Kimmy Robertson. Um, I know her more from um, seeing her in Twin Peaks, but she also was the voice of Dot from the Tick cartoon, mm. which is cool. Uh, Vinny Stoker was voiced by Roger Rose, who has made tons of various appearances in different cartoons and video games, but he's mostly known for voicing Dr. Str- <laughs> voicing Dr. Strange in Marvel's Superhero Squad show and Superman in Batman the Brave and the Bold. And then finally, Frankentike and the character J.P. Gasly Third was Frank Wilker, who is also in everything. He's Megatron. He's Dr. Claw. He's everything. He's in everything ever. So that's pretty much all I need to say. And that is the main cast. Yeah. And it was very diverse. Very
1: cool. So the show Gravedale High started and ended in 1990. It was created by David Kirshner, developed by Ernie Contreras and Glenn Leopold, produced by Hanna-Barbera and NBC Productions. It ran for one season, only 13 episodes on the NBC Network and for a short synopsis, Snyder is the only human in Gravedale High, all the other students of which are vampires, werewolves, Egyptian mummies, Frankensteins, and other friendly monsters. The students engage in all the normal sporting and social activities, blissfully unaware that they terrify everyone who sees them. I'm not sure if they're
0: unaware of that, really. It seems like they're pretty... They just seem really neutral to the idea, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not a big deal to them. Like, I feel like they know they scare people, but, like, they don't... Necessarily do it on purpose, but they don't care that they scare people. Yeah, you know they don't go out of their way to do it or anything. No, true.
1: Yeah, so it's like they're scaring people, but it's it's like it's almost common knowledge that monsters exist in the human world, but it's still kind of like a a shock to see them, I guess, because they do live separately. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So for a few tasty marshmallows out of a big bowl of gravedale cereal, there's really honestly there was nothing I could find that was trivia worthy. So I'll just name off, <laughs> I'll name off some of the monsters that were in this show that might be notable and people might be able to uh, have an appreciation for. So there's, like you cool. were saying in the introduction, there's vampires, werewolves, there's zombies, there's Frankenstein's monsters, there's lagoon creatures, like Creature from the Black Lagoon, there's invisible men, there's mummies there's gorgons and by gorgons i mean like uh the snake-haired ladies like medusa like medusa exactly yeah and trolls even uh real there's there's even like a blob inspired by the blob oh yeah um blobby there's I a cyclops there's a cyclops there's also yeah. uh a, a, like a human fly type figure who was hilarious i loved
0: this fly and then there was also like a um alien kind of thing that thing with the big brain oh yeah, yeah 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 do, do you know what I'm talking about? Which I know was based off of a, an old monster movie, but I don't remember what it's called. But I remember seeing that and I was like, that's a really deep cut. Yeah.
1: If you look in the background, like you can see all kinds of things they are just minor characters. But basically, if you're a fan of any kind of monster, you'll probably see it in this show.
0: Well, one of them's just a dog person, which confused me. He was
1: very, <laughs> he was very much Scooby-Doo because he even talked like him.
0: Right. I, I wasn't really sure why. Like, there's all these monsters, but then we just get like a dog. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's not a scary dog. It's just an anthropomorphic dog. There's also an anthropomorphic pig and elephant. Oh, yeah, you're right. Which is weird. The elephant, yeah. And the elephant guy wore like a bag on his yeah, head. Yeah. He
1: was Elephant Man, but he was like Elephant Man, the movie, but he was Elephant Boy and he was an actual elephant, but still had a bag over his head. So, right. Yeah. Some weird stuff, but relevant, I guess. And uh, I guess yeah. still still made sense as far as kind of bringing any kind of cultural icons into this monster world, which I can appreciate. Oh, I agree. Yeah. 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 So, Chris, do you have
0: any memories of this show? Um, for memories, I didn't think so. This was kind of like, I mean, I, the last few episodes we've done are kind of like, I didn't think I knew the show existed, but then there was something familiar about it. The thing that was familiar about it for me was the character of Frank and Tyke. Mm. like i recognize that character i recognize his look and his sound so that just leads me to believe that i must have seen at least a clip of it at some point as a kid but that would be pretty much it that'd be my only exposure it's the only proof i have in the mystery of if i've seen this show
1: you know do you are you familiar with the drawing or cartoon called
0: uh, rat fink like the art yes yeah I've, i've that gross it's rat. It's been a long a, time since I've seen it, but yeah, I have seen it. Yeah,
1: it's like that gross rat in a uh,
0: drag car yeah, or something. In the drag car, right? They used to have some pogs with him on it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, the only reason I, I mentioned that is because I don't think I remember this show, but since you're saying Frankenstein reminds you of something, there's also like a rat, fink kind of Frankenstein looking thing that I've seen around. And I don't know if it's newer or older or what, but it's basically a Frankenstein's monster in that drag car. And oh, really? Yeah, I, I don't know where I've seen that, but that's the only way this kind of jogged any kind of memory of mine because I don't think I've ever saw this show or heard of it. I, I knew who Rick Moranis was as a kid because I saw Honey, I Shrunk the right. Kids, I saw yeah. Ghostbusters, all that stuff, but I never would have tied it to the show, and I honestly, I don't think I ever saw it.
0: Yeah, I, I can't say if I did or not. All I know it was the one character. Yeah. I guess
1: let's go ahead and just talk it out then by jumping into three episodes we watched for today's show, which were very first episode, highest rated episode, and finally a random listener chosen episode, order my very depending and all these episodes fall chronologically. But of course, we have to start with the very first episode. Nice. I did that one pretty fast. I didn't break. I that was, I was super gonna,
0: fast. I thought I was going to fail right there. So proud of you. <laughs> or ashamed. Either way. You've gotten a lot of practice in it. I have. Yeah. We are, this is episode 67. Oh, my goodness. I know, right? So you've said that line 67 times. 67
1: times. times. I think it's been that way. More than that, because you've probably screwed it up if you did. Oh, true, yeah. Probably about 100 (laughs) times in total, if we're being honest. Right, exactly. (laughs) So uh, the first episode is what we start with, Long Day's Gurney into Night, Season 1, Episode 1, where Sid has tonsillitis. Sid is the invisible boy, by the way. Sid has tonsillitis and has to go to a human hospital to get it sorted out. How does one perform an operation on someone who is invisible? Question mark.
0: I don't know. Well, let's tell everybody. I got to say, like, it, it's very, very seldom that I really don't like a an intro for a cartoon, like an intro song. But I really did not like this one <laughs> at all. Okay. It was just...
1: Uh, I can give you that. Like this episode, especially having to hear it, because I, I don't usually skip through the intros, but this one I did after the first episode. I was like, I that's enough for yeah. me. I've seen it. <laughs> and yeah. it's that
0: it was not good. It's like
1: that high pitched Gravedale high at the end of the song.
0: Oh yeah. It's like,
1: oh my God. Gravedale this high. <laughs> Yeah. I wouldn't even try that to do it. It sounds
0: just like a yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. Uncanny. I nailed it. Uncanny. I nailed
0: it. And Rick Moranis, dude, like he did not sing well I f- in his part in the intro. Song. It's very
1: much like he wasn't singing so much as he was talking it out.
0: Yeah. It, it was almost kind of like it seemed like he was trying to sing, but was not like embarrassed to sing? But intro aside
1: that I forgive that, but we're coming into this. This is a good intro episode for us. Not necessarily in the sense that uh, I, I guess it's kind of the teacher
0: Schneider. Ugh, I hate the name Schneider. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me. I don't know why. I just like if you have the name Schneider or Schneider, I probably don't like you. Oh, <laughs> just just based on your last name. <laughs> so,
1: uh, Rick Moranis' character, Max Schneider, he is a teacher Ugh. who comes into this. He's a human teacher that comes into this monster school, which is completely monsters. It's disgusting. Uh, everything's terrible. The kitchen is filled with roaches and bugs, but this is all acceptable and preferable. Like uh, the, this is how these monsters live and want to live. Uh, primarily, it consists of undead students or uh, just very monstrous students of all sorts. And this is his. I I guess not his. I don't know if it's his first day because he knows some of the students. It seems like, but he got his own parking spot. We see that, which is, uh, you know, how there would be signs on a post in front of some parking spots like reserved. This one is like a tombstone (laughs) with his name on it. That was kind of funny. It's like that. And he ran over a cat like immediately. No, yeah, there's a cat that keeps dying in this show. Mm -hmm. But it's I mean, it's undead. So technically it's not dying. I guess it's re dying, but it's it's hit a lot and used
0: as a prop (laughs) for a lot of different things. It's because it's it, the cat's green, and it has like a permanent tread mark over it because it's constantly getting run over by vehicles. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and that's not the only time in the three episodes we watched that it gets run over. Like it happens quite a few times. Yeah, and it I think it in, also falls off the building,
1: and it it gets sawed in half or almost sawed in half in one episode. Oh too. yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: yeah, poor cat. <laughs> So, I guess, like, to try to make it easier, we should probably say, like, the main characters and then what kind of monster they are. Okay. So, just looking through the list here, we've got Blanche, who is a zombie Mm -hmm. from New Orleans. And she's, like, a very southern Belle talking kind of zombie. Yeah, absolutely. She quotes a lot of, like, Scarlett O'Hara and things like that. Like, that's how she talks. Reggie is a werewolf and he's kind of a nerd. He's really intelligent and kind of teacher's pet in a way. Yep. Um, Then we have Gil, who is the like creature from the Black Lagoon kind of thing. But he's like a surfer. Like, whoa, sorry, teach like that kind (laughs) of guy. And he was he was kind of interesting, at least. I think, yeah, he (laughs) was one. uh, I was I was a big fan of
1: Reggie because I love werewolves and I'm a nerd. So this is kind of a good mixture for me. If we're going back to go. Groovy Ghoulies that we watched before, I prefer this werewolf much more than I do the one from Groovy Ghoulies. Over like the
0: beatnik yeah, werewolf. exactly. There. So then we had Cleopatra. Oh, my God. That name was, is hilarious. It was an overweight mummy girl. <laughs> and honestly, like I, I was kind of like, really? Like, that's kind of me. Yeah, this this is like an, this is an era you can definitely
1: tell fat shaming. No one cared. And it was just yeah. like <laughs> constantly
0: out there. It was hardcore fat shaming. This poor girl, like, and she was the butt of so many jokes because of her weight. Yeah, and like, it wasn't like like she didn't get sad about it. No, you she know, went with it. But everyone was always making fun of her for eating so much and her being so big. <laughs> and I'm like, and they even put fat in her name, and it just made me feel really sad. And I was like, man, that's so mean. Yeah, like, that, come on, guys. The name Cleo Fat. And I'm the the one thing that surprised me too was um. Because she was voiced by Ricky Lake, who, I mean, aside from her um, talk show she was known for, she used to be very large and lost a lot of weight. So I was kind of surprised that she voiced a, a character that was constantly being made fun of for her weight. I was like, really? Do
1: you know if it was in the, because this was 1990, do you know if that's the point where R- Ricky Lake was still bigger or had she lost the weight by then?
0: I don't know, but I think she would have lost the weight by then. I'm, I'm, But I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. So interesting. Um Sid, like we said, is um an invisible boy, not man, but he's invisible. Dozer is uh she's a Gorgon like Medusa. Mm -hmm. And she's kind of um I don't know how to describe her. Like she seems to be like the kind of like not like cheerleader, but like she would be the popular girl if there was a popular girl at the school. Right. She's just kind of got that attitude. And then we've got Vinny. Who is a vampire and he is pretty much the Fonz as a vampire. He's yeah. like, hey, and even does the like snap in the fingers and all that but stuff. But his, his
1: name is, uh, his full name is Vinny Stoker, like Bram Stoker. Yeah. So,
0: which is cool. I like yeah. that. Frankentike is a tiny little Frankenstein monster. Uh, he's very small.
1: <laughs> it, to know Frankentike, all you have to know is that he says, hey, man, a lot. Man yeah. is after, uh. that's, that's his periods his exclamation points that's everything after every sentence just
0: about it's man it's kind of like they tried to make bart simpson a frankenstein's monster yeah absolutely honestly and then the other one is jp ghastly the third which i'm not i wasn't even really clear on what he was supposed to be i think he's like a
1: ghoul or a gremlin or something he's like gnome like he's very short but i don't think he's and he looks kind of like Peter Lorre, like he sounds, the big eyes, and, and, and he talks like, like, him, like too. him too. Yeah, but that was right, also yeah. Frank Welker, right? Yeah, he does a good Peter
0: Lorre. Yeah, he did that, and he did Frank and Tyke, right? So, which you could kind there is some similarities in their voices, so you could tell it was him. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so those are all the main characters and what kind of monsters they are.
1: Yeah, and that's just some of the characters, but these are the ones we see just about every episode, if not every episode, right? I was going to say in this episode, they are kind of going through introductions of all the students. And there's one point where Sid, the invisible boy, is in front of the class and the teacher's asking, you know, basically what they want to be when they grow up or what they want to do. And Sid wants to be – this is something about Sid is – He's constantly doing impersonations of different people, different comedians, et cetera. Not even just comedians, just different people altogether in pop culture. Right. He does Michael Jackson. He does Elvis. He does um, Rodney Dangerfield.
0: I think he does Robin Williams also. No, he does do Robin Williams once. Yeah. Yeah. Or he at least says Robin Williams name at some point.
1: And his dream is to be in front of a crowd basically doing stand up or just making people laugh. That's his thing. Right. So he's kind of the class clown. Exactly. And he comes out as and it was kind of a clever way they did the introduction of the characters or things about them. Like he grabbed one of those class skeletons. And since he's invisible, he basically looks like he was the skeleton because he's behind it directing it. And it uh, introduces all the characters, like, you know, says their name and some things about them. Maybe not all the characters, but he does it to a lot of them. And that way we get a right. brief introduction to these characters in the first episode. So we know things about them in a way that feels somewhat natural because he's going through his stick. He's going through a little comedy gig that he's worked up. So he's, he's introducing these characters and the whole time, like we're hearing him start to like cough a little bit and you know, he's feeling ill, but unbeknownst to him or really anyone else, he is going to end up like the introduction says, having to go to the hospital.
0: I was just say every, every thing he does, like every joke or anything Mr. Schneider's So like, oh, that's really funny, Sid. And I'm like, it really wasn't like it's not that funny. And he's constantly interrupting class and stuff. And I'm like, what teacher would be like, let that happen and be like, oh, that's funny. I would be like, shut up. <laughs> he's <laughs> You're getting a referral. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Schneider is a very supportive teacher who definitely is wanting to help the kids to pursue greater things.
0: Sometimes like he because he, he seems like he lets Sid get away with a lot, but he doesn't let um, Vinny get away with a lot because anytime Vinny does or says something, he gets like agitated. Well, but Sid can do whatever he wants and, and he's fine with it.
1: Vinny's very full of himself, though. So he's he's kind of a trouble student and he's always late to class. So that we, and we can control that.
0: Gil was late to class also, which it's one thing that bugged me, too, is that, like, I feel like the writing on this show wasn't that thought out because they use the same line twice in that, like, Vinny shows up late and Mr. Schneider's like, thanks for joining us, Mr. Stoker, you know, and he's like, hey, teach. And then, and then, like, five minutes later, as class goes on, Gil shows up and he's like, thanks for joining us today, Mr. Waterman. And I'm like, you just said that to... Uh. Oh
1: uh, God! <laughs> so in in this process, like after this part is all done with, we you know we're seeing uh, we're seeing Sid's health declining. We're actually not seeing. Well, it oh, fair enough. He's invisible. We're hearing it decline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yummy! Hey, <you> <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> hey, man. The uh, <laughs> the uh, so they try to take him first to the nurse or the doctor for the school. And this is kind of funny. Where um, the the headmistress, a uh, headmistress crone, she was like, uh, oh, the the nurse." What is she? The, the nurse ran to be away, too. and or the nurse left, and then the, she was like, oh, or the teacher was like, "All right, we'll take him to the the school doctor." And he's like, uh, "The the nurse left with the doctor, or the doctor left with the nurse, or something like that." So yeah, yeah, they ran off together. And what is the headmistress supposed to be? I she's almost like a a ghost in a way, but I don't know if she is. But she's got, like, a metal hand. Yeah, some kind of weird metal hand. That
0: falls off a lot.
1: She must. She might be, like, a ghoul or something. I, either way, I know she's very old because she's at least, like, 200 plus. She's,
0: yeah, because she's been running that school for 200 years. So, she's pretty old. Right. So, I don't, I don't know what she's supposed to be. But, yeah, like, they never explain why he gets hired.
1: I don't know. It, maybe they were just looking for a better way to culture their students to help, like make them more human-friendly or something? Because I know at one point the headmistress says, like, she's not against humans like some of the other monsters are. It was, like, affirmative action for monster-human relations. Kind of, yeah. He's, like, almost a diplomat for humans on behalf of them. Yeah, But it seems like he's a teacher for multiple subjects at this same school.
0: Yeah, I kind of think that it's almost like... I don't know, like, when... You get to middle school or something, you have different teachers for different stuff. But before that, when you're in just like grade school, you have the one teacher for everything, or at least I did. And I think that's how it's set up here. It's just the one teacher teaching each subject for a specific group of students. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure there's other students in the same grade that might have different teachers. But um, that group of students are assigned to him.
1: Right. What he, what he ends up doing because of, uh, because of Sid's sickness that we hear, not see... His uh, he has to and, and the nurse and the, the doctor are gone. So he has to take him to a human hospital. And it, in the same way that like humans are afraid of these monsters, it's almost like monsters are somewhat frightened of
0: humans as well. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting in that way. You know, the this reminds me a lot of um and I know that this show came after the one that we we're talking about. But like our real monsters has a lot in common with this show. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know that that's very true. Yeah, it's... Unreal Monsters was, like, a middle school-type thing. Is that what it was? Or was that high school also?
0: I think it was... uh, I think it was almost more of, like, college, honestly. Like, okay. Yeah, it was hard to tell. I could be wrong.
1: But I guess, yeah, because when those monsters graduate, like, they get to officially go and scare, I guess.
0: Right. And there's so many similarities in that, I mean, they're monsters... They live in a dingy, gross place. And um, things like if you say, oh, this food is disgusting or it stinks, they would take that as a compliment. Yeah. And it's the same case in this show also. You know, I've, I see influence on many other things because I'm like, I mean, I'm sure you've seen like Monster High, like those dolls. And I think there's a web series about that. And I'm like, there's no way they didn't take that idea from this show or something similar yeah because it's so so uncannily similar
1: yeah i feel like this show specifically inspired a lot of different shows of that ilk and uh some more successful than others like but monster high i guess that's a big thing but i don't Obviously, it's not something that we're it's more directed towards girls, which yeah. is cool. I like the that idea that girls are getting some kind of a horror thing so that as a horror fan, I appreciate that. But it's not something I would ever yeah. dive into because it's it's almost too much for me until someone suggests it for our show. Is that a cartoon? Also, <laughs> I thought it was just like it, toys. It's a,
0: there's a web series cartoon. Oh, of it. oh, gross. Yeah. There you go, guys. Anyone that wants to suggest it. So (laughs) Joseph has to watch it. Man. Let us know. I'm going to
1: end up loving it, and then I'm going to have all those dolls. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Back to this episode. Where was I? Oh, Oh, so they get taken to the, or Sid gets taken to the human hospital to try to figure out what's wrong. And he's getting inspected by, oh, one thing about Sid real quick. This is an aside, but he's invisible, but... All he has on is a sweater vest, glasses, and a hat. Like, and I guess right. some other kind of accessories. But he doesn't have any pants on. Some, yeah, he doesn't have pants. That's what I mean. Like, he's invisible. That's it, gross. That doesn't mean he can like dress up like Donald Duck or something. Like that's because he's presumably still human under. I don't know that. Like that was a weird thing. Yeah, that's weird to me. Like, why didn't they just put some shorts on him? Anything? That's I, I don't know. They weren't thinking. I don't think about that. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I didn't think about that either, actually. <laughs> but uh, so he's in the hospital, the human hospital, and the doctors are trying to inspect him and stuff. And they do an x-ray of his chest or something. And they're like, tonsillitis, or those tonsils are going to have to come out. And they, what they have to do is, since he's invisible, like kind of coat his mouth with pepto-bismol looking stuff, basically. Right, yeah. Just so they can see it. In the same way that like in other other movies you see them put like powder Or flower on an invisible person to see them. Right. Like, just so their outline will show. And uh, initially, he runs away from it because he doesn't want his tonsils out. He's scared of it. And he find runs into a room of sick children who are scared at first, but then he starts to do his little stand up act for them. And we we cut over to the other students, like going through the hospital and doing, uh, kind of interacting with it. First, they're scared. Well, at first, they don't want to come.
0: Because they're so afraid of the human hospital. And then uh, the teacher... When they get pulled over by the cop, that's pretty funny, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about what the teacher did, actually. Yeah, he, uh, he, he has to...
1: Because he first, he's trying to convince everyone to go and support Sid and go see him in the hospital. Everybody's like, no, 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 I'm not going to human hospital, blah, blah, blah. And so... He's he's by this moat that they're all kind of playing in or around and he slips on a fish, falls into the water. And as they drag him out of the water, he's he's not waking up. So the students band together and they're like, oh, well, now we have to take him to the hospital because, you know, he's sick. He you know, he, he could have drowned or something. So they take him in. And when they get there, he just like basically just wakes up is like, I faked the whole thing so that I could get you guys to come over here. <laughs>
0: I like when they're on the way, they get pulled over by a cop because they ran a red light and, um, the cop like looks in the bus and he's like, Whoa, a bus full of accident victims. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, follow me. <laughs> and he escorts them to the hospital to get them there faster. That was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh... and of course, when it's revealed that Mr. Schneider tricked them all, then he's like, Hey, that's cool. Yeah.
1: You tricked us all. That's awesome. Or that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but so everyone's going through the hospital doing their own thing, these monsters. Um, I know that uh, the Gorgon girl, yeah, doozer, she is, finds a, a room full of you know, newborn babies and basically is like, I'm good with babies. And her snakes are all going around. The babies start screaming. Oh, they they find Cleopatra, and they're like, "These bandages are are really old. They need to be changed." Oh, yeah, because they think she's a burn victim. <laughs> oh, they, they yeah, they think this burn. She's a burn victim with old bandages, and they need to change them. And you know, she's saying they're two thousand years old. Her bandages, and so
0: they go to do that. Uh, what are some? What are the other interactions? I can't remember. Frank and Tyke um, and Gil find like a patient bed or something. And Franken and Tyke's trying to surf on it while Gil pushes it. Oh, and yeah. they run into like, they actually run into an old man who ends up on the thing also. Right. He's surfing. And with he them. looks all scared. Yeah. He looks all scared. But then by the time they're done, he's like, thanks, dude. And like <laughs> yeah. high
1: fives him. Reggie, the werewolf, he, you know, he, some doctors looking at some x-rays and trying to figure out, they're like, well, I don't see anything wrong with this x-ray. And then he comes in and is like, tells them that there's, uh, it's obviously like a pinched sciatic nerve or something with their lumbar support or something to that effect. That was his big accomplishment and something he was very proud of. That he he like brings the X-ray out and was telling uh, the teacher about it. But then the doctors scream and run away from him. Yeah. So I don't know if that that victim actually got any help or not. But he he at least was able to tell him what was wrong.
0: Oh, and Blanche was spending the entire time in the gift shop. And they thought that she was a patient because, I mean, she's a zombie, so she's all pale and gross looking. Uh So they immediately, like, bring her a wheelchair and they're, like, wheeling her around. And she's like, oh, this is great service.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Uh, Eventually, Sid gets his, uh, he gets his tonsils removed. So he's feeling better and he's laying in bed. And all the kids who he was entertaining are in there with him to help support him. And he's putting on a show still. So going back to the beginning of the episode where he was talking about wanting to be in front of a crowd and in front of a standing audience, this is exactly literally what he gets where he's in front of the crowd of the the sick kids and they're all standing up like Cheering for him. So it's kind of a funny way to bring back what happened at the beginning or what was mentioned in the beginning, even to a human audience. So I think this is a way for them, and I don't I don't know how the the relationship with humans goes for the rest of the series really, but this is a way for them to see that like not all humans are bad and a way for them to really kind of intertwine both their worlds together.
0: It was a nice moment.
1: Yeah. It was a cool moment. Yeah. I liked it. You would. And I did. So the, the second episode we watched for today's show was Save Our School, season one, episode 10, which was the highest rated episode. Threatened with an F if he fails his politics class, Vinny stands for school president and wins. But can he rally the students when unscrupulous developers plot to demolish the school and replace it with a luxury hotel? Why
0: are these all questions? I don't know. Like, why are they asking us about the plot? Um, <laughs> Like you guys wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> Not us. So like,
1: uh, at the beginning, we get to see kind of the opening with the, these humans who, who are these developers they're planning. And one of them's on a, like a, an oxygen machine. So he's constantly got this mask with them. And the woman is there also just trying to, you know, planning out the whole thing, telling them that they need to buy this property, which is Gravedale high, because it's, you know, it's broken down. It's It's basically condemned or they'll sell it for cheap. So we need to go get it and turn it into a luxury hotel or turn that area into a luxury hotel on Cemetery
0: Hill. Which is weird because, I mean, it's surrounded by a cemetery, isn't it? Like, why would you want a hotel there?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the uh, exact placement. I think they were also or she was also at one point talking about putting a a golf course there and like putting it around some of the graves or something. So I think the expectation was to keep the graves there and just kind of work or build around them. In a way, so maybe it would be weird. a themed like a uh, horror hotel or something.
0: Like I would not want to stay or like golf where a bunch of people are buried. I would feel mean, especially I'd feel so bad
1: if they move the graves but not
0: the bodies. That's poltergeist. Right, exactly. Come on, guys. Exactly. That I mean, we've seen how that works out. It's not going to work out well. Not well. Then we see like in the classroom that Vinny. What was it? He was failing something. I don't remember what it was. It was a.
1: Uh, he was, it was just a basic like a uh, politics class. And he's oh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not interested in politics. Like, it's boring. I don't, I'm not going to do this test. So, or I'm not going to write this paper. So, done. And the teacher's like, Well, I'm going to have to give you an F and you're going to fail the class or and have to go to summer school. And he's like, Oh, summer school is not cool. Not cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and his funny voice snaps his fingers. Not cool. (laughs) Um, So then, yeah, Mr. Schneider gives him the option of, okay, well, if you want to pass the class, I will pass you if you run for student body president. And he's like, why would I want to do that? And he's like, you don't have to win. Just, you know, just run because that'll give you an idea of what politics are actually about and stuff. So a lot of the episode is kind of, um, well, Reggie volunteers to be his campaign manager and does way too good of a job. Yeah. Because Vinny keeps saying, I don't want to win. You know, I just need to do this for the grade, but I don't want to win. So he's telling Reggie, don't let him win. And uh, Reggie's getting a little overboard. And then, and he's running against the pig girl and the elephant boy. You yeah, had the, the, or also, yeah.
1: The pig girl's name is Suey or Suey, just like the, the noise, the pig call that people Su-wee. do. Suey. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, yeah. actually.
0: That, that was pretty clever. I'll give him that. So, yeah, they're all running and like there's little rallies and stuff like that. that Vinny kind of attends And the first one he attends. He doesn't really mean to. He kind of shows up and he's like, hey, what's going on here? And (laughs) Reggie's like, oh, this is your rally, blah, blah, blah. Say something. And he's like, I don't want to win. (laughs) But everybody's like like supporting him and stuff and he doesn't want it, which is kind of funny.
1: Yeah. A lot of the episode does revolve around that. At least the first half of it is that going on. And as expected, if you've ever seen any show or cartoon ever, since he doesn't want to win and he would be the most unlikely candidate, he, of course, ends up winning because basically by popular vote, the other two are very straightforward and they want to win. They, they're trying to make all these changes, but he's just like. He's he's too cool not to win, I guess. Like he's just very popular and so chill about it that everyone ends up
0: voting for him for no real reason. I was going to say one of the jokes that I liked in this was when he was Reggie asked him to speak in front of everybody. He's like, what do I say? And like somebody's like, what do you think of the cafeteria food? And he's like, I think it stinks. And the chef guy's like, thank you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's like,
1: oh, thanks, Vinny. You got my vote. And so yeah, exactly. I, he's getting all these votes accidentally, which is pretty funny, the, the way that they're going through it. And it comes down to the vote and they, they lead up to it where you don't really I mean, you know, but they don't lead into it where it's like, he, you know, he's definitely going to win. They draw it out and he ends up winning. But he's like, all right. Now, how do I get out of it now? Basically, how do I quit? And right. this, what happens is, it overlaps with the developers trying to get the property. They send well, first they come there and they're denied by headmistress Crone, whose family has owned it for you know uh, over I guess fourteen hundred years because
0: yeah, it's been like thousands or something.
1: Yeah, and so she she denies them straight up, and so they send a health inspector over, Mister Nitpicker, yeah, Detective Nitpicker over and uh, he's he's checking everything to uh, all the violations to health code which is basically everything if you're putting it on the scale of human health and so they're definitely going to fail if they don't have it fixed up in a 48 hour period this is when the teacher mr schneider in. He encourages Reggie in order to not have to go or get or not Reggie. He, he encourages Vinny to not have to in order to not go to a human school to rally the students together as the class president to clean up the school altogether to human standards in order to pass this inspection. And so that's what starts to happen in, in almost like a montage type thing where they're going through, they're cleaning up everything, the lockers. They're complaining about it the whole time because to them, cleanliness is gross. And uh, the the cook is having to kick all of the bugs out of the kitchen. And he's really sad
0: about that. Oh, yeah. Like all of them had stuff in their lockers, too. Like all of their lockers are coffins, Mm -hmm. first of all, which is fun. But yeah, like, what was it? Blanche had a whole bunch of spiders inside of hers. Yeah. And she was really sad to see him go. And then Gil, like, just starts eating them all. I was oh, like, dude.
1: Did you see that? Uh, it's This might have been in the first episode. But did you see the mummy teacher, like, in his sarcophagus? Uh, oh, yeah, he, like, sleeps in one of
0: those. Or, yeah, yeah.
1: It's got, like, a, a pinup calendar in it. Yeah, it does. Because it zoomed <laughs> in on that a little bit. And I was like,
0: oh, that's fun. That was kind of funny. <laughs> and- um, so they they work real hard and clean it up and... Inspector comes back and everything's looking ship shape. But then he climbs up on top of the building with a white glove and finds some dust and then says it has to be condemned.
1: Yeah. I'm like over some dust. Like, geez. Yeah. He so it's it's coming to the point where the humans are coming in and the bulldozers are there and they're about to tear it down. About to cut the uh the mayor or something's about to cut the ribbon on it to I don't know, to honor it as being condemned property. And right. The doze it. Yeah. Thing. And so. At that time, you know, Vinny comes in with the rest of kind of a rally of students. They're letting him know or, th- or he's gone out actually independently kind of and gotten a lot of signatures on a petition to stop this uh, tearing down the school. It, Of course, it, right. it isn't really working that way. And what ends up actually happening is. Some of the people who are not people, some of the zombies and other monsters who signed the petition come in to assist in stopping it. And they're basically threatening the health inspector. And out of fear, he confesses that he took a bribe from the uh, developers and that, uh,
0: you know, he was sorry or something. Yeah.
1: I think the police
0: um were there also. Oh, yeah. He gets arrested. They're like, you're going away. Or he's like, the only thing you'll be inspecting is um, the inside of a cell. And like through the whole thing, his his like catchphrase was like big violation or something oh, like that. Oh, you know what? It and, was it was acronym major violation. It was a bunch oh, of. Yeah, acronyms. Oh, yeah. He was doing. Yeah. He was doing acronyms the whole time. Like
1: the one the dust thing was like this ledge is F.O.D. full of dust. Right. And yeah. Some various things like that. Like that was his thing.
0: Yeah, he was constantly doing that. And he sounded kind of like, um, he sounds kind of like Boss Hog from Dukes of Hazzard. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the voice actor because we've seen him do different things. Like he was in a Scooby-Doo thing.
1: You and- know what? That's what it was. It reminded me of that voice. I couldn't place it until you said it just now, but it was that voice because I was like, I've heard this voice before.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was probably that guy. So he admits it. So then... The mayor and city council, or whatever, just like okay, we're not gonna tear it down. So yay, the school is saved. So we can watch more episodes of this <laughs> cartoon. Actually,
1: only <laughs> only three more episodes since this was episode ten of thirteen.
0: Ah, <sighs> good. Oh,
1: I don't know. I was I was enjoying it at this point. I was still enjoying it, and uh, oh, the the end of this episode it wraps up by. Everybody's cheering. Uh, the council members revoked the right to tear down the ho- to tear down the, the school. And Vinny's like, yay, couldn't, you know, I couldn't let it get torn down while I was still president. And then he just quits immediately at the end of the episode. So he's still. Yeah, he's like, but now I quit. Yeah. His entire drive hey. was just to be able to quit. I guess to save the school, yeah. yeah, but he's still too cool to be school president, and uh, you know he doesn't right. want to do all the work, so he, he quits.
0: Who do you think's going to be the president after that? If he steps down, do you think it's going to be the Pig Lady or the Elephant Boy? Mm-hmm. Who do you think would win out of those two? I think
1: Elephant Boy because right. he's got a more regal kind of British accent. I feel like he would be a better yeah,
0: leader. I, I would vote for that voice.
1: Yeah, alone
0: <laughs> exactly. Cause we never see his face, but I would vote for that voice.
1: We can assume he looks like an elephant because of the elephant, trunk yeah. and other gray <laughs> elephant features sticking out.
0: That's probably a good assumption to make. <laughs> yeah, I would assume. Pretty accurate.
1: The third and last episode we watched for today's show was Night of the Living Dad, season one, episode 11, which was chosen by me. And I chose it just because, I le- first of all, I like the name and the description. Once I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to see this one. What happens is uh, when the student's parents are invited to the school's talent show, Frankenstein, embarrassed by the fact that his father is a human, builds a pseudo-dad who turns out to be even more embarrassing than the real one.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: (laughs) So, Uh, yeah. Yeah, that happens. The the Gravedale talent show is going on, or it's about to go on. They're doing auditions for it still. Throughout this entire episode, Sid, our invisible boy, is impersonating (laughs) Elvis. And I think he never breaks character, ever. No, yeah, exactly. It is literally the entire time. He calls himself the king the whole time. He's like, I'm the king. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: This is where we also see the dead cat in uh, JD's hat. JD's the the little uh, gremlin, whatever type. The uh, uh, Frank Welker playing the Peter Lorre Right. And so we, we see the dead cat come back into play. We see this band that actually plays a large part in this episode called it's gravedale's answer to menudo is how they introduce it which is stage fright is the band and the band consists of right. Vinny on lead vocals you've got uh Frank and tyke on guitar you've got reggie on bass and then um gill on drums
0: on drums oh, oh and also and, on also,
1: keyboard doozer. right that's a weird name her real name is medusa but they shortened it to
0: Doozer as a nickname basically okay that makes a little more sense Interesting. Yeah. OK. So, yeah, like they're doing the thing and they go back to class and Mr. Schneider is talking about how excited he is to meet everybody's parents. So I'm wondering if this is like the first year he's taught these monsters, if he's never met their parents.
1: I think it is still year one, just like the first episode was potentially one
0: of his first days. Oh, okay. So, like, everyone's all like, yay, except for Frank and Tyke. who's just like, uh, and Mr. Schneider even asked him, he's like, what's the, like, what's the problem? Or I, I don't know exactly how it went down, but Frank and Tyke's like, oh, it's not like I took the invitation, and, like tore it up and threw it away. <laughs> yeah. And <he's> very <laughs> Mr. Schneider's it. like, um, okay. Yeah. I didn't say, you did. He's like, well, I didn't, and then I didn't immediately think you did. Then immediately that's what Frankentike does Yeah, is rips it up and throws it away because, yeah, he's embarrassed because humans, even though their teacher's a human and they like their teacher, humans are not, like, thought of in the best light kind of in the monster world. Not all of them think that way, but a lot of them. So he's very embarrassed that his dad's human. So he doesn't want his dad to come and he doesn't want anyone to know his dad's a human. Yeah. And it so it, it
1: makes sense that he's human in the same way because he's gotta be like the Dr. Frankenstein
0: of this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like he talks with Gil and kind of gets they get like this idea where he's like, Okay, well if I can't invite my dad, I'll make a dad. So he just he goes to a store and buys body parts, you know, in your local supermarket. Right. And very um, affordably also, it was twenty nine ninety five for the set. Yeah, that's pretty nice for making a human It um, includes a genius brain. The brain is genius. And we all know how this story goes, bottle. though. Yeah, we all oh, know yeah. how that story goes. So he's going to build his dad and, and there. Um, but then he ends up dropping the brain and, you know, it's it's busted. So he takes it back and the guy's like, no refunds. So then he ends up buying a brain that just says agent. And they think it's like, oh, sweet. It's a super agent. Yeah, like, like secret agent. Super agent dad. Yeah. So they go back and they try to like bring it to life and it doesn't work. So him and Gil leave. But then all of a sudden you hear a phone ring and and the monster like picks it up and is like, hey, like talking like, you know, he's a Hollywood agent. Right. And uh, very sleazy, like that typical sleazy Hollywood agent kind of guy. Very. I-,
1: I was thinking they were going to go to the crazy brain direction for it like they do in, you know, uh, most Frankenstein iterations where the genius right. brain is either broken or, or uh, you know, stolen or whatever. And so they have to resort to the lesser one. And they do. But in this case, comically, it's played as the, the Hollywood agent. Right. He's essentially the antagonist of the whole rest of the episode also fighting against uh well it's 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 a frankenstein learning a valuable lesson by having this guy kind of push him to the point where he's as a hollywood agent would like he's very proud of himself which is good but in a way that he's also turning almost turning his nose up at the other students and thinking he's better than even his fellow band members
0: yeah because his like new dad is like trying to give advice on their band and stuff and it's pretty bad advice and basically he just makes frankentike the star and changes the band name to frankentike in the stage fights, and just has him do like guitar solos and drowns out the rest of the band to where when they perform the talent show they just quit yeah because he's so full of himself because of his agent dad.
1: Oh, he, one of one of his uh, agent dad's uh, clients was Godzilla, because he's talking about him briefly. I didn't catch that. Yeah, he was like, "Oh yeah, I've got this client, Zilla, who something something like he's giant and you know fire breathing, or he is something about his scales." I can't remember the exact
0: dialogue, but oh man, it's definitely a Godzilla reference. As they're performing, well, I guess Gil kind of had let it slip before they performed that to mr schneider that that was not his real dad yeah and so mr schneider finds franken tyke's real dad and invites him so like during the performance the rest of the band quits and stuff and then his real dad shows up and is like super proud of him and franken and tyke's like oh i love my dad kind of thing and like screw this other guy
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and then even like the the other guy's just like well I'm out and just runs. <laughs> yeah. So, so he still exists somewhere as a Holly,
1: as an evil Hollywood agent or a, a, at least a sleazy one. And uh, we, yeah, we get the good resolution to the end of this episode where Frankentike knows he shouldn't be ashamed of his father for being different, for being human. And uh, he, he has a line where he's like, you know, he made me what I am today, which is both figurative and literal. Yeah,
0: that was clever.
1: And then the band begins playing together again. And they're, Top of their form and everything goes well. You know, the voice of the the dad was like... um
0: It was very uh, cool.
1: Yeah, it was like a, almost very Boris Karloff-like.
0: Yeah, it, it really was. Yeah. I was trying to put my finger on it and yeah, I think that's exactly it.
1: That's all, it's little nods to horror things in these episodes that really appeal to me, of course, but I think can appeal to anybody if you're aware of whatever that
0: reference is. Yeah, I appreciate those references. But man, some of these characters are, oh boy,
1: oh boy. (laughs) Well, Chris, it's about time we dress our inner kids up to look like the little monsters they are and try enrolling them into Gravedale High to see what they thought of this cartoon.
0: I really like all the different kinds of monsters in this cartoon, but some of them are kind of dumb and kind of annoying, like Frankentike and Vinny and Reggie and Sid and Gil and Cleopatra and Mr. Schneider and, oh, I'm running out of time. I gave this cartoon two and a half bowls of, gee, I wonder why this was cancelled cereal out of five. I think at this point, my love for anything revolving around monsters is fairly obvious, so I don't necessarily need to repeat all that, but I will. Are you kidding me? A monster school with a nerdy werewolf? Where do I sign up? But I digress. As a whole, this cartoon wasn't really groundbreaking by any means, but the characters were likable, the jokes weren't bad, and I'm a sucker for horror puns. Given all that, I'd give Gravedale High four big bowls of milk cookie crunch cereal out of five. It's an excellent little treat for fellow horror kids. And if you ever wonder what it would be like if they mesh Bart Simpson and Frankenstein's monster together, because let's be honest, who hasn't? Then this is definitely a show you'll want to catch. This is probably the biggest difference in rating that we've ever had. I think so. Like, I think it's the lowest I've ever scored with the highest that you've scored I think, at the same time.
1: Yeah, because generally there's a consensus and we're like... Uh, or one of us can convince the other one to move up a little bit or down a little bit depending but here there's a spread (laughs) and I think it's the the bias the bias for horror things that I have that's always going to make me look at it with a little bit with rose-tinted glasses
0: yeah I wanted to like it more because I like classic monsters and stuff like that I love monster themed stuff so this was something I thought I would really enjoy but I was just kind of like, oh, it just fell so short for me. I mean, on that note, do you have any final thoughts about the show before we close out?
1: What you see is what you get. You can't expect anything like, you know, amazing, and it's not anything that's going to change your life. But if you're a fan of shows like this, if you liked Groovy Ghoulies, if you like A Real Monsters, you you could look at it, like we were talking about earlier, as a predecessor to that, even. So appreciate it for what it is. Enjoy the. The horror puns that are very much like you know Beetlejuice or Tales from the Crypt, like it's it's almost every scene is that joking about dead something or gross something or stinky something. It's kind of just one of those things for its time. It was a good show for I guess the weird kids to attach to. You know, one of those things where it's like it's okay to be different because all of these kids were, and it, it was fun and relatable in a sense.
0: Yeah, you know, I can see that. And, like, I like the monsters. I mean, I like the idea of these monsters. And I like the idea of them being, like, in school and stuff. Because I think that's just a really fun premise. And it had its charm. I mean, there was things about it that were charming. It was just, I think, the writing for me is what what got me. Because I feel like it was not written very well. I feel like a lot of the characters just didn't have what they needed for me to enjoy them. There was a few that I liked. I liked Blanche. I liked Doozer. But they were just about the only characters I really enjoyed. So, yeah, like it just it wasn't what I was hoping it would be. So now we just have to see Monster High and see if that's any better. <laughs> you're, you're really pushing for that. I feel like that's going to get suggested. <laughs> I, just think, I just think it's going to be really funny to watch <laughs> your reaction to Monster High. Someone's going to suggest that just to see a squirm or hear a squirm. Oh yeah, I I have a list of people that I'm sure are gonna suggest it.
1: <laughs> as far as suggestions go, I want to thank Kim for suggesting this. I obviously very much enjoyed it. So any more things like this, please feel free to send them my way. It's good to yeah, it's good to have thanks, difference Kim. of opinions here and there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though even though Chris <laughs> didn't like it as much, I still very much enjoyed it, and we
0: appreciate all cool. suggestions. Yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, like we're we're here because we like cartoons. We we're gonna watch like maybe we'll probably die first but we'll try to watch every cartoon ever. <laughs> yeah, true. So thank you.
1: Well, listeners, it looks like our milk supply is now run dry so it's time for us to say
0: goodbye. Next week we'll be watching Totally Spies suggested via Instagram by Sexy Funny Cosplay. <laughs> Never heard of that show. Yeah, totally Spies? I uh I may have watched it a little bit. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk we'll about it then. There. We'll talk about it then. Yeah. Um, And before we go, we have another five star rating on um, iTunes. So thank you so much to Doc underscore Trancy. And they write really awesome being a fan of cartoons. I'm glad to have an enjoyable podcast to listen to. Also, hearing someone share their opinions on cartoons I like or hate is nice. So thank you so much, Doc Trancy.
1: Yes, thank you, Doc Trancy. That's really cool, because I think I also love that this person's listening to even the episodes of the cartoons that he thinks are bad. To hear what we yeah. think of them. That's yeah. great. Especially because
0: I'll probably tear it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I tend to be kind of grumpy with some of the bad <laughs> the bad cartoons.
1: Someone someone uh, actually. A little harsh. Someone before we go actually commented on our. I think it was a person who suggested Turbo Teen. They said that they were honored on our Twitter. That they were honored to have given us one of the lowest rated cartoons that we'd reviewed ever. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I told him, like, <laughs> it's funny, like, even though we didn't like it, I still think and talk about it to this day. So it had a lasting effect on me.
0: Oh, yeah. It was hilariously bad. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, sometimes those make great things to talk about. Things yeah, that are hilarious. bad
1: The hilari-bad. Nice. All right. Well, once again, I'm Joseph. I'm sleepy. But <laughs> We'll see you next Saturday. Presented by Nerd Sloth. A place for lazy nerds.